Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with Nux Active. Nux Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E dot com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code GLOWUPGIRL20 at checkout. Make positive moves with Nux Active. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and thank you all for joining. Hope you all are doing well, and I hope your week is off to a fabulous start. Today, I'll be joined by Corby Midlide, author, writer, and visionary, who will join me to discuss her book, Clean Out Your Life Closet, Take Charge of Your Life, and Love Your Journey. Corby has always been the different one. Um, Corby is, she comes from a completely medical family, her father, a doctor, um, father, a doctor, a mom, a nurse, and her brother is also a doctor. Um, She has always made her own path rather than take one thing from others. Leaving an Ivy League university after two years, she struck out to find where joy and purpose lived, regardless of what she was told she ought to do. Gotta love that. Um, so stay tuned. I'm looking very forward to this conversation with Corby. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glove Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra. Thank you all for joining. I am now back with Corby. So welcome to the Glove Girl Podcast. It's great to be here, Kyra. Thanks for asking me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, We are going to chat. We have so much to talk about and I'm ready to dive into it. But first, why don't you tell everyone listening or watching a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. That's what I call the 30-second elevator speech. (laughs) Um, I am a full-time intuitive counselor, certified tarot master, past life specialist, psychic medium, and channel. I've been doing this stuff since I was 18. I'm 67, so I kind of know a little stuff, you know. I am not one of those psychics who goes, my aura don't stink and I'm so brilliant. I'm really practical. It's here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox rock and roll, which is why I wrote the book that we're going to talk about today. It came from the work I do and my clients. Yes. Yes. First of all, I love whenever we could talk about toolbox. <laughs> and there are resources and things in there that you can grab and use, which is really, really important. That's why I'm so glad to have you on today, because that's so important for me um, as a host to bring people on who provide my audience with tangible mm-hmm. tools and resources that they can use in everyday life. Yes. All right. So let's talk about your book. So um, the name of your book is Clean Out Your Life Closet, Take Charge of Your Life and Love Your Journey. Yes. That itself, Corby, is like loaded. (laughs) You start talking about cleaning out the closet, taking charge, and then Mm -hmm. loving. But there are steps. Those are steps, which I immediately identified. So 
Before we're going to talk, um, dig deeper into some areas of the book, but can you talk about some of the key themes and tell us like why, what inspired you to write this book? I will pay 50 bucks cold cash to anybody in the audience who can say, swear, never bought a self-help book because baby, we all have. And I remember to this day, the first self-help I ever book, it was 1968. I was 13. And I remember the first paragraph. Judy has a groovy wardrobe. Remember, this is the 60s. Her hair is fab and her makeup is far out. But nobody likes Judy because Judy's fat. Right there in four sentences, this book takes every single preteen to teenager who's a female and says, you are worthless unless mm-hmm. you're thin. Yes. And we bought into it. And that is what too many self-help books do today. I know how to do it. Do it my way or your life sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I read one that said you had to get up every morning at dawn and do yoga and avoid food with leptin. If you're a single mom in Milwaukee with two preschool kids, you are not going to do that. (laughs) So my book is something absolutely everybody can work with. And you take what works for you and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. You have permission to do that. My God. Why don't they all do it? I know. I love that. That's a really fabulous way (laughs) to look at it because I think when people, you're right, we've all bought like self-personal development, self-help books. And you do always think, well, I mean, most people think like these, all all these things have to be true in order for it to work. Mm -hmm. But It doesn't. I mean, obviously you're reading something from someone who's writing something that has worked for them. Doesn't necessarily mean like all the things will work for you. You just have to, like you said, pull the pieces and parts that work for you. But I applaud you because most authors never say that. It's because we're built to be a victim society. We are taught you don't know enough. You'll never know enough. You have to talk to an expert about what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Before there were self-help books, people got along just fine. They made some mistakes, but they learned and they went on. Mm-hmm. So this book is to empower you right where you are. Yes. Love that. Yeah. That's so important is to, it meets you where you are. Mm-hmm. And you take it from there. Is that the reason why most of the self-help books out there on the market don't work is because they're really sort of trying to feed a formula to someone? Yep. And, you know, you go into Barnes and Noble and you're in the self-help section and there's this really great looking cover and sexy title and you look on the back and they're great. You know, this book is fabulous. You have to have it by some famous person. And you may even flip through a couple of pages that look good, but you get it home. And when you start reading through it, you see that it's funneled. You don't know what you want. You don't know what you need. I do. So throw away everything you think you know and listen to me. Mm-hmm. And that that's what makes sheeple. Ever heard that expression? Mm-mm. Sheeple? No. Sheeple are people that can just be led anywhere. Oh, okay. It's like, that look, I've sense. done the cancer dance three times and I was not a sheeple, a patient to my doctor. We were co-conspirators, which is why I got out and I'm 18 years clean. Mm-hmm. Sheeple don't think, they just follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, and when, re- when in reality, you should be able to take that book home and apply it, 
you know, it should be like um, added value to what mm-hmm. you've already been working on or what you've already know to be able to take that. But I always say there is a lot in just having common sense and using common sense because sometimes <laughs> you might you yeah. might buy a book, you may get a book and you may say, you know what, actually, I don't agree with that. Like, it's okay to buy a development book and to say that, actually, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't feel right to me. It like, doesn't mean you're wrong or lesser than the author. Exactly. All. Yeah. Because they're just a human being at the end of the day. They're a person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, they're trying things, seeing what works for them. And you have to see what works for you. And if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you know better, you do better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I love that. I think that's really going to be helpful for you all listening out there because I mean, sometimes you just need somebody to remind you that it's okay if you get a book, if you get a tool that's meant to help you and you can't use all the pieces and parts and you apply the things that will work for you today. Because who knows in the future, maybe two years down the road, something else in that book may apply. Exactly right. You know, it's like a tool in the kitchen. If yeah. a spatula doesn't work, does that mean that the recipe is wrong? No, it's the tool. Use something else. Exactly, exactly. So you talk about clarity. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I am always, I mean, I feel like I was just <laughs> in my prayers two days ago asking mm-hmm. for clarity, just, you know, Simplify this thing for me. Um, Why is understanding clarity, having it so important in our lives? Well, I'm embarrassed to admit that we humans now have a shorter attention span than goldfish. They have done scientific studies. Goldfish are 12 seconds. We're eight. When you have too much in your life, you're all over the place and you can't get clear. You're like the little kid with a foot nailed to the floor who doesn't understand why the scenery isn't changing no matter how fast he runs. When you get clear on what you want, Mm -hmm. you're not running away from other things. You're running to that goal. You get things out of your life that don't serve you, Mm -hmm. don't help you, and cloud your judgment and your Mm self-opinion. And you have the energy to pour into what you want. Yes, that's so very true. Now you talk about the three-legged stool of clarity. Please tell us, tell us more, tell us. Okay. If you've ever sat on a three-legged stool Mm -hmm. and one of the legs is a little loose or not even there, you fall on your butt. So (laughs) the three-legged stools of clarity are number one, getting clear on your purpose, why you're here. What do you, what do you want to tell God you got to do down here when you get back upstairs? Number two, Getting clear in relationships. And I've got nine things in there that work for me in my marriage. I mean, Carla and I got married in our mid 40s. We were not spring chickens. We've both done the cancer dance throughout the marriage, but it's 22 years now. And we're more in love than we were the day we got married because we know how to work. So that's that. Mm -hmm. And getting clear with spirit. Mm -hmm. We did not just pop into existence from nothing and go to nothing. At least that's my belief. Mm -hmm. When you have a good connection with spirit, and I don't care if you're Christian, Jewish, 
Buddhist, Muslim, pagan, or mm-hmm. believe in Ralph the Wonder Dog. I really don't. Um, you know, someone up there loves you, wants the best for you, and is willing to work with you, and it is grounding for you. You got those three things clear in your life. You can do anything and go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like those. So really good. You have good like examples and analogies too, like that. I I I tell <laughs> pictures is what I do. <laughs> you do because I saw the stool, mm-hmm. and I saw it like rocky. You know how it's like when people take the piece of paper and stick it underneath the bottom of the leg, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I saw as, as long as your butt didn't go ow when I said, and what if the thing breaks? <laughs> you know, that's a little. No, I didn't. I didn't let myself fall. As oh, good, <laughs> good. All right. I just saw the school. Okay. Now, when you talk about simplicity, right? We're talking about cleaning out our closets. Is it cleaning out? Is it literal? It's where or... everybody wants to go first because that's what they, you know, that's what they can put their paws on. <laughs> of course. But, um, you know, you can clean out physical things, mental things, emotional things, and spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And there are three or four things for everything. I mean, cleaning out your closet, you get rid of what no longer works for you. Mm -hmm. If something's busted, you mend it. If you can, you give away the dress that looked great on you in 1997, but honey, it's a while back. (laughs) Uh, You transform them. How many people have turned old tires into swings for the kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you dump them. You just dump them, Mm -hmm. but that's physical. Now mental, the mental stuff we do, that's when we beat ourselves up about, I should do this, I should do that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Number one, you extract the lessons from whatever it is that you keep thinking about. You draw a line under it. This is done, moving forward, and you find a replacement that works. If you are always beating yourself up about age, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm old. I have lost my look, blah, blah, blah. You replace it. You just give yourself a different sentence. For me, it's, I'm an elegant matron of a certain size. You know, I don't have the figure I had when I was 25, baby. Um, (laughs) But I don't think of myself as old, fat, and ugly. For one thing, I think of myself as an elder now. Elder, it's a very different thing. Elders have things to teach the youngsters. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to step off the stage. They don't need the spotlight anymore. They know Mm -hmm. they need to bring up the next generations. Right. As opposed yeah. to a boomer. We all know what a boomer is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. Um, emotional. Thank the lesson before you throw them out. Mm-hmm. When you see where you've always beat yourself up, see how it helped you learn. See how realizing a problem gave you strength. Mm-hmm. You lose you use the lessons to help others. Um, I don't live in my story of cancer. I mean, it happened and I'm gone. But when someone just gets a diagnosis, yes, I will show them how I got out of the emotional pity party and the tools I used, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you draw strength from what you learned. None of us is perfect. We all come down here in order to learn. And sometimes the learning is hard and we stumble. But we take the learning with us. And as long as there is learning at the end of your life, you cannot have failed. Exactly. Spiritually, simple. Have compassion for yourself. Bless and release things. And change without condemning. Don't be the person who quit smoking and now 
screams at everybody who has a cigarette. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do don't do that. It's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people do that. Just you know, on a side note. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, hmm. So let's start like with the physical, right? When people are cleaning, is there a correlation to the mental when, okay, just say, for example, (laughs) people who are cleaning out their closets, right? But yet they never really are getting rid of anything. Um, I know a lot of people now I like, I do this quarterly where I clean my closet, donate, clothes that, you know, I can't wear any more clothes that I haven't worn, whatever. It's like, I can't take this, but somebody else can use it. But then I know some people who are always talking about cleaning out stuff, but then they've only got like two shirts over there that, but they're holding on to the rest of the stuff. Well, I might get back into this. So do you think that if they're this way in the physical of just something like cleaning out their closet space, is the is it cluttered? On the mental side, it's clutter and it's scarcity thinking. Yes, it's scarcity thinking. Yes, I, maybe I can't lack. afford a shirt. Yeah, or that dress reminded me of when I was thin and beautiful. If I get rid of it, I have to face what I am now. Ah, um, yes. Look, I'll be honest. Because I don't have kids, but I have my mother's china and crystal things like that. I'm wondering. Carl and I are killed in a bus accident. What happens to it? Nobody wants it anymore. Mm-hmm. We are not our parents' generation. People live more lightly. And mm-hmm. so that is one more reason. Give away things. Get simple. It will be easier when you realize this is really all you needed. You are mm-hmm. not your things. Yes. You are not your things. Yeah. For this, That is such an excellent point. Yeah. Because I know, I I know, like I will hear people and they're like, oh, you give away things like every quarter. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with them? I mean, you know, it's like there's no there's no point of me keeping something that a that I can't fit into. I'm not trying to I'm not telling myself like, oh, I'm going to get back into it because guess what? I can't wear it today. But there are people out there who are in need who can pick it up and wear it today because they don't have anything. Now, there are some things that you can keep for sentimental value. I mean, yeah. I got married to Carl in a beautiful gypsy wedding skirt. I am never going to fit in that thing again. But I keep it because keep it. it's close yes. to my heart. You know, that's yeah. different. Yeah, I, for sure. Things things that I wore 10 years ago, I, that's not my style anymore. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go. Go find a nice life with somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Now, can you ever overclean? Can you Can you get rid of like, too much. Can you like can can, can happiness be cleaned? Uh, uh, um, uh, things you can get rid of too much if you feel like I have to give things away. This is not a have to, guys. Mm-hmm. What we're discussing here, if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as happiness goes, simplifying happiness. Mm-hmm. That you simplify your happiness by getting rid of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you go with the flow. If something doesn't work way A, you try way B. Doesn't mean you failed. It just meant you found another way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you find the gratitude moments. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in the middle of a 12 acre hayfield in the Northern Catskills. Now I'm a girl who grew up in the suburbs around Philadelphia. This is a different planet, <laughs> but I have learned 
to find the peace here. No, we're not nearly as well to do as I mean, my father was a nice Jewish doctor in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You know what that was like. That's not my life now. But I don't feel that I failed because I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. We live a simpler life. We have a less financially plush life than my parents did. But it means that we take joy in the simpler things. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go out to a $200 dinner. Mm -hmm. I can sit in front of a bowl of coffee fudge ice cream with two spoons with Carl. Mm -hmm. And there's as much joy as there would have been in the lobster thermidor. Because mm -hmm, I'm with mm -hmm. him and it's shared. Mm -hmm. So that's why you can simplify your happiness and it doesn't make your happiness less. Yes. I like that. I like that so much because I feel like over, you know, obviously, you know, 2020 changed a lot of things, Before a lot for ever. everyone. And mm -hmm. I think that this um, thought of two things for me, joy and simplicity came into play because I mean, then I was just like, wow, I just want to find joy. I don't want to just be happy. I want joy because I always tell people, talk a lot about it on the show for anybody who's listening or watching, you know, I do, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I'm always like, you know, happiness is just these like fleeting moments, you know, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to feel, you know, but when there's joy, like what you just spoke about is being able to just sit with your husband and have bowl ice cream, like that is finding joy in, in your life. And I tell people, even to this day, I know that the world has, you know, tried to go back to the way it was. We've tried to go back to 2020 or 2019, yeah, but we can't. And like, for me, like, I just like, I'm like, no, because I'm different and our lives are different. And so the things that we found, the things we used to do, like, yeah, we used to be those people, like we had a date night out every, like every weekend, or we did mm -hmm. certain things, or we were going here, we were going there. And now we've just been able to find like peace and dates in our house. Like we date at home. We do so much at home. Like we have gotten to a point sometimes <laughs> like, I mean, we'll, we'll plan to go out on a Friday night and we'll say like, we're going to go. And then we get there and we're like, but can we just do that at home? We could just order something in and then we can sit outside and watch a movie. And it is yep. just as better, you know, better being because we're doing it together and we have a fur baby. So we get to include him. We don't have to leave him at home. And so it's just different when you start to look at life, you know, it's the simple moments. And it helps if you run toward change, not away from it. The example I'll give you is I used to be on the road 45 weekends a year doing expos. My nickname was the travel channel. And then all of a sudden in 2019, in the summer, herniated disc and pinched nerves and baby that makes having triplets look like a tea party. So they got me back to mostly together, but the doctor said, sorry, your career is toast. You're not going to be able to drive 10 hours. You're not going to be able to do the load in and the load out. So I rapidly found a way to put my business online, finished it up in about January of 2020. What happened that month? The advent of the years of murder, hornet, bingo, and hold my beer. Now <laughs> you can sort of go back out now if you want, though, you know, still mess, but my business is online. I get to be home with my husband and the cats and the overhead. I mean, because I said to the universe, got the message mm -hmm. instead of being a whiny butt. Mm -hmm. I have the simplicity now 
that yeah. I wouldn't give myself before I started thinking about it. Right. Before the universe said, you must simplify for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Run yes. toward the change, guys. Yes, yes. Because it's so, I mean, you'd just be like shocked at how better your life can be. It's, if anything, I mean, again, take that is a horrible spent it was a horrible tragic time to go through the pandemic to lose lives yeah but at the same on the other side of that what it gave for me personally what it gave me back in my life I was just like wow like I can't even believe that like you said you were on the road all the time. I was like I can't believe I was working like this and I was like always at somebody's job in an office you know just giving my life away and just like basically like slowly killing myself because I was just working so much all the time and just, and now it's so different. So we're much more conscious of what we have and what we don't need. Yes. 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 Okay. So let's go to another area of your book. Let's talk about our favorite friend, perfection. (laughs) Tell us why. Why, 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 why is perfection such a problem? Perfection is one of the reasons that for every hundred people who are writers, only 12 of them get a book out. There's a wonderful scene in the Broadway show 1776, and you see Thomas Jefferson writing the Declaration of Independence. And he writes a page and he looks at it and he crumples it up and throws it over his shoulder. (laughs) He writes two sentences, looks at it, crumples it up, throws it over his shoulder looks at a blank piece of paper, crumples it up, throws it over his shoulder. Because it wasn't perfect, he wasn't getting anything done. Mm -hmm. When we just accept this is going to come out, we'll make perfection fluid within it. Mm -hmm. That's when things work. Mm -hmm. And uh, the example I give in the book about when perfection destroys good was the example of my parents and my grandmother and my stepmother. Mom and dad met, wanted to get married. My grandmother thought my mother was absolutely the wrong person for my father to marry. And she had an iron grip on the family. So she made my parents' life misery for 38 years. My mother died of a heart attack smoking. About a year later, dad married my wonderful stepmother, Shirley. Meanwhile, my grandmother had also died. Shirley knew that perfection is relative, that you don't always get it. Mm -hmm. She wasn't as worried about her looks or how she compared with the neighbors or anything. She loved my father with all his flaws. And so this imperfect couple made a perfect second marriage for each of them. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't try to fit somebody else's idea of perfect. And that's why, again, don't always listen to other people. My father wanted me to, I loved my father, but he wanted me to be a lawyer. So <laughs> not happening. You know, everyone in my family was medical. I was theater. I was a writer. I could have tap danced on the table at night and recited Shakespeare. They wouldn't have seen me. So it was a hard road for me to go into the life that for me is perfect. Mm-hmm. But I did it. If I had tried to be the perfect daughter, oh, uh, trust me, I would be a miserable woman right now. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is really important for people to. I mean, I hear that a lot of times and like I think about 
when I'm interviewing people, you know, for work, for jobs, talking to people, and someone says like, well, you know, one of my opportunity areas is that I'm sort of a perfectionist. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, you know, I always err on the side of like, I throw stuff at the wall and we're going to see if it sticks. If it doesn't, Mm -hmm. we're going to pivot, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. what you can, I always say you can test and learn. You can do things, they don't work, but I'm not going to have analysis paralysis because I'm just sitting and just looking at something and trying to make it perfect because it's never going to be like we live in a world that's always changing. So it's all everything's everything's always evolving. And you could go back to your childhood and see that kids who always had to color inside the lines of the coloring book and make it perfect that the sun had to be yellow, etc. They got this perfection problem. Me. Remember, I said dad was a doctor. He used to have the examining table with uh, the roll of paper that you'd always tear off to give a clean Mm -hmm. one for a new patient. He would tear me off six feet of blank paper, tape it to my wall, and baby, I would go to town. (laughs) I didn't want a coloring book. Too tiny. (laughs) So I have never been someone for whom perfection was a goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It's usually something you want to kick out of the way. What what can I do over here? So please don't try to be perfect guys be perfectly imperfect that is all you need to do yes yep yep remember i always say you're an original so mm-hmm. be you mm-hmm. be you that's right um all right so we talk about you talk about going with the flow mm-hmm. but you also say that there are times where you should stand your ground that's right that's right seems seems like you've been doing that yourself all your entire life obviously you stood up for what you wanted um, and you didn't become a lawyer. <laughs> yes, that's that idea. When, when pick- for, oh. All right. Um, sorry. No. No. I, you're, I, I know you're going to ask. So when, when should people do this? Um, let's say that you're on a diet, not to lose weight, but you're low sodium because you want to keep your blood pressure down or you've decided to be a vegetarian. If someone says, come on, we're going to Texas Roadhouse, you can do it, it's not, no, you stand your ground. If it's important to you to maintain your diet in a certain way, you do that. Mm -hmm. If you wanna spend time at home with a family, don't let someone try to guilt you into going out with them or doing an event for them. Mm -hmm. Don't let people manipulate you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I asked Roger and Roger's going to do it. Why won't you? Well, I'm not Roger, darling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when you have something that is deeply important to you, stand mm-hmm. your ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and Roger have a blast. <laughs> Tell me about yeah. it next week. <laughs> exactly. I know, you know, it's, it's very interesting that while that seems it's, easy even for me at this age it's easy for me to stand my ground and just say like no to people about certain things but i know like when i was younger wasn't always that easy right so um so we don't say this as to like you know it'll be easy for you every time because you will feel that pressure you know to go along to get along but it is i do firmly believe like if you stand for nothing you'll fall for anything so i am always adamantly like like 
if you, Corby said, if, if it matters to you and it's important to you, then you should stand your ground on that. And don't be afraid to call people on what they're doing. Example Mm -hmm. I have in the book is a woman who was always pressuring her friend to go with her because she has to go visit her mother in the nursing home when she doesn't like it. And the friend keeps saying no. And the other person keeps trying. Well, the friend who's getting pushed finally said, look, Jeannie, you're not respecting my no. If you keep pushing, I guarantee I will not ever go with you. Respect my no today and things might change in the future. Make them face what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Okay mm-hmm. to do that too. I like, yeah, very good. I like that. Um, well, all right, let's let's talk about another <laughs> another friend of ours that exists, which is stress. Mm-hmm. So first, uh, tell let's talk about the different kinds of stress. Okay, there's good stress and bad stress. Good stress is things like the zing I always get when I'm about to go on stage mm-hmm. and do a lecture or actually I've done stand-up comedy. Um, it's the excitement you get when you're mm-hmm. about to go into an interview that you really want this job and you know that you're you're prepped for it. Those are all good stress. Bad stress are there are things like saying yes when you should have said no. Constantly trying to multitask and losing focus. Mm-hmm. Um, not getting enough sleep because you're trying to get everything done. So the next day you snap at people and frankly, it's not doing your health any good. Mm-hmm. Constantly, oh, this constantly second guessing and reanalyzing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have clients when they come in and I say, how old are you? And they say 34. I say, no, you're 68. And they go, what? I say every single decision you're second guessing and should have done this. You're living two lives. So those are all stresses you can let go of. I swear to God, you can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that good stress that you feel. I mean, like, I love that. Like you said, when you're getting ready to present to an audience or you're doing stand-up comedy, like the things that like give you that adrenaline rush, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that the stress that you would call our friend? Yes. It's called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. That is the scientific name for that. Nice. See people, you get it all here. You get science, science. (laughs) You get science, you get jokes helpful information, all these things. Okay. Um, (laughs) So in your book, there are questions at the end of each chapter Mm -hmm. um, for the reader. So tell us a little bit about that and why you decided to do that. I did that because too many people think that they have to um, do everything in the book right. They have to almost memorize the book Mm -hmm. in order to get it right. And no, that's not the case. So remember, we talked about perfection. There's a chapter on um, why perfect isn't what you think it is. The questions at the end of the chapter, you can't find on page 82. Here they are. Has perfect been a friend or foe in your life? Why? When did the search for perfection stop you from doing something important? How Mm -hmm. so? Think of a challenging situation and find three perfect things about it. How do your feelings about the situation change? Notice you can't tell yourself you got the wrong answer because you're going into your own life. Mm-hmm. And it, it helps you look at your life from a compassionate, objective point.
point of view, to learn mm-hmm. from it. Our lives are the best textbook we will ever have. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I love that because it gives you like, uh, like you said, it's a tangible way for you to take the information that you just read and apply it. Mm-hmm. And guess and, what? You don't have to do it all at once, right? You could just do, no. do a question and come back to it. And your answer might be different. And I, I love this because you could always keep coming back to it because your answer right. could be different depending on where you are in your life in at that life. moment. Yeah. Exactly so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Love that. Okay. So what would you say to anyone who is listening, watching, who's considering purchasing your book and then where can they buy it? Cause people are probably already like, I want it now. <laughs> okay. First of all, thank you so much. Writers want to have their books bought and read. <laughs> Number two, if the book resonates for you, please, please, please leave a review on Amazon. Because when you're an independently published person like me, Amazon will not let people know about your book until you have at least 50 reviews. Until then, it's on the back shelf behind the pickles. Number three, please have fun with the book. Nobody died and made me God. Trust me, I have had a life that has been so far from perfect. And so I wanted to share some of the dumb things I did and maybe a couple of client stories and a few ideas for you. That's what's important. You can get the book on Amazon. If you do, you get a paperback. Paperback you can also order from me on my website, Kindle. Or if you're an audiobook person, I did an audiobook for Clean Out Your Life Closet because to me, if an author has a good voice, mm-hmm. they should be the one reading the book to you because they're the ones that are passionate about the ideas. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love that. <laughs> and we will also drop all these, um, the links in the show notes as well. So, all right. Well, Corby, thank you so much. This was so awesome. I love chatting with you. I had a great time. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So before I let you go, I'm going to have two more little segments here with you. Um, next up is three things with Corby. I'm going to ask you three questions. Going to learn a little bit more about you. So okay. my first question is how it's a two-parter. How do you start and end the day? Okay. How I start the day is my 27-pound Maine Coon cat comes tromping on the bed and (laughs) headbutts me for breakfast. So we go stumbling into the kitchen. He gets uh, breakfast. I get coffee. And then my eyes focus. That's how I start the day. (laughs) How I end it is, to be honest, I kind of sit up in bed once the lights are out, talk to my guides, talk to my higher self. Uh, sometimes it's out loud. Sometimes it's just inside. It's musing out loud. It's gratitude for the day. Talking out loud about things I want to discuss. Very often I will then have a dream that explains the things that I'm mulling over. So beginning and end, definite. There, There's you know, not symbolism. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ritual, if you will, mm-hmm. on, on both sides. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's number one. Like that. All right. Second, what's the one goal or intention you've set for yourself in 2023? I want to learn to be a better elder. I want to learn how to accept the age that I am 
when you don't look at it and you don't have kids, you don't have those markers and find students to pass my knowledge on to. Mm-hmm. I like that. And last, what do you do on a day off? Massage, hair, <laughs> grocery shopping, usually date night with Carl and cooking for me is therapy. So you will always find me in the kitchen. Awesome. Very nice. And before I let you go, um, I'd like for you to leave the audience with um, three things you'd like for them to take away from our conversation and then also let us know how they can connect to you online. Okay. Things that will help you, whether you read my book or not. Number one, always ask yourself three questions in a situation. What are my ex about? X is whatever the emotion is, scared, angry, worried. Why am I X about that? And then ask yourself the question you never do. What do I think would happen if I stopped being X about that? What if I stopped being angry, stopped being scared? Give yourself that opportunity to move forward to possibilities. Number two, always think like a Martian detective. Remember, Martians have no idea about who we are down here. So if I had water coming out of my eyes, Kyra might say, why are you crying? A Martian would come up to me and go, why is there water coming from your eyes? And the Martian might get a better answer because maybe I have contact lenses problems or maybe I have allergies or maybe there's an emotional basis. Third, find those gratitude bubbles. Just stop in your tracks. Look at what you have. Look at where you are. Look at what you've been given and say thank you to the universe. Because like all of our relations, you say thank you, you'll probably still get presents. You forget your thank you note, they'll shrug. There you go. Awesome. I love those. Thank you. And lastly, how can the audience connect to you? Oh, Kyra, they can't avoid me. They go to my my website, corbymitlide.com. They can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Medium, Patreon, LinkedIn. It's all under Corby Midline. Awesome. You are right. You've got a lot of avenues to find Corby. (laughs) Well, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Corby, for joining me today. And you always can come back in the future and share more with this audience. I'd love to. Thank you. Awesome. Stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with Nux Active. Nux Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse, women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel positive planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. Nux Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code GLOWUPGIRL20 
That's G-L-O-W-U-P-G-Y-R-L-2-0 at checkout. Make positive moves with NUX Active. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. Thanks again to Corby for joining the show today. If you'd like to learn more about her, her book, and her work, you can check out our show notes for all of those links we discussed today. If you'd like to learn more about Glow Up Girl, you can visit us at glowupgirl.com. You can check out past podcast episodes. You can submit to be a guest on the show, grab our social links, and so much more. I also hope you are checking out the career series, which is where I share my personal journey relating to my career. These episodes are great for anyone who is looking to understand and learn more about how to elevate your own strengths, how to elevate in your career, how to pivot if you need to, or just you just want to hear some um, someone else talk about, you know, some of the similar experiences you may have working in a corporate environment. You can also listen to those episodes at glowupgirl.com or wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks again to everyone for joining me today, for taking time out of your schedule. I really, really appreciate your support. Um, if you have any ideas or topics you'd like for me to cover this year, feel free to send me an email at hello at blowupgirl.com. Just drop me a note or leave a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Um, and um, and I, again, like I said, really appreciate all the support. So until next time, my friends, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone.